so excited to have all of us here on today. It's always a blessing when Redeemer and Christ Quest comes together. The S-U-N is evident that the S-O-N is shining on us today. And it's always a beautiful time inside and out. We pray God. I want you to come on in and get settled. It is second Sunday. And every Sunday is really Youth Sunday around Christ with so many children. But on second Sunday, we give them a chance to, to really be out front, uh, to let them know they're, they're welcome in the worship experience. So enjoy this second Sunday as we all share together. So we're going to now have our choir's gonna give us, we'll all come together for the opening uh, selection. And then we'll have a couple of young folks that will give us uh, scripture and prayer. And then we'll move further into our worship experience. All right? How about glory, glory, hallelujah? That's a good congregation hymn. Y'all know that one? Yeah. All right, come on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. 
has been seen, said, or done, and let you know that you are welcome in this place. We had a member once tell us their favorite part of coming to worship here was when they got the smile and the warm embrace, the hug from another individual. So we praise God and everyone else made the power of a loving embrace. We're so excited again to have Redeemer here sharing with us as we Second Sunday, we have uh, our young people uh, really are kind of put out there every second Sunday where they do the announcements and they pray. Uh, and they also have a time where in lieu of our stewardship message where they actually, um, I don't know, it's like a, it's a mini Apollo of sorts. What do you get to Just share their gifts. And I was in the hall this and I saw not only the children, but I saw Amen. mommy and daddies. I don't know what we're going to have. Amen. I don't know, granddaddy's not even in the back. Maybe be granddaddy. <laughs> uh, so we have one of our families that's going to bless us with an expression on today, and then we'll go further into our worship experience. Amen. After they share, we'll have one song, and then we'll be going ahead and introduce Brother Ben. That will come. So that Harry and his wife, let's celebrate them. So good to get a chance to share with Ben that we can, you know, talk and sit down and get to know each other uh, much better. Just an awesome, awesome girl. I'm blessed to have him sharing. So we're excited about the word that you are going to bring for us on today. And after this sharing that song, I'm just gonna let you come in your own way, man. Uh, it just that's what we say, right? You know, come in your own way. Yeah. Um, so we uh, I want to do that, but for the Reese family, let's give them a hand as they come. I think they're about ready.
have a word with Pastor Marlon about sending me up here after that beautiful expression of faith and the uh, the family expression that you all did.
Father, as we hear this account of you, and as you come into the, our world, this world, Lord, to proclaim to us what we cannot see on our own. Lord, I pray that by your Holy Spirit, you would give us eyes to see, that you would give us ears to hear, that you would give us hearts to receive just how beautiful your good news is for us. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, now this... this uh, happened a few years ago, but I was given uh, a very important mission. Uh, the importance of the mission I could hear in my, my wife's voice uh, as I told her, I said, the next, tomorrow morning I have a, a, an early morning meeting before dawn, and so I need to get up, and, uh, and I'll be gone before you and the kids wake up. And my wife looked at me with threatening eyes, <laughs> and she said, do not dare wake up those babies. <laughs> Do not dare wake up those babies. You see, at that time, we had uh, a little itty-bitty baby who slept in our room with us, right? And we had had a, a toddler and a young child that slept in, in other rooms. And, and so I knew that for me to wake up in the morning and to get out of the house without detection uh, by these children, this was a covert operation, right? <laughs> this was an operation that could only be done in the darkness uh, of, of pure, pure darkness, right? Yeah. There's no light in the house that I could turn on without disturbing at least one of these members of my sleeping family. And so I had a plan. I laid out my clothes the night before. I had, I had prepped the coffee set to the timer for when it would brew so that I could silently wake up and sneak out of the house without detection. But the problem was, is I woke up in that morning, sprung to life like, uh, you know, Tom Cruise. I had Mission Impossible going on in my head. And I, I, I got dressed, and, and then I went to put my glasses on, and... My glasses weren't there. My glasses are always there. They're always in the, in the same spot right there on my, my nightstand, but my glasses were not there. I had no idea where I could find them. I didn't know where I could find them because I couldn't see anything. And so I groped about to be careful to try and not make noise as I felt uh, the, the counter in the bathroom, as I, I felt the, the, the dresser in my room, as I, I gingerly walked around trying to not trip on anything. But I didn't know where my glasses were because I couldn't see them. Because you can't see without the light. Finally, I found my glasses and I made my way to the, the staircase, right? And I, as I was going down in, in the pure darkness of the night, I, I walked, but what I did not know was that uh, somebody uh, with a large shoe size in the household had left their shoes on the step about halfway down, right? And so what I did not know is I walked down the stairs feeling my way in the dark was that my foot was about to slip out from underneath me. My stealthy quiet soon became a cloud clamoring noise, right? As my bottom uh, scooted its way step to step down the rest of the stairs. And then I came down, and that smell of coffee was, was rich in the, the house, and I eagerly, uh, thankfully, had not heard any whisper or whimper from the kids, and so I, I went into the kitchen. Uh, to grab this cup of coffee, but I picked
the, uh, the, the craft of coffee, and it was completely light and empty. See, what I didn't know is that rather than the coffee pouring down into the craft in the darkness of the middle of the night, that coffee had been blocked up and it had spurred, squirted out onto the counter and pooled up on the floor at my feet. But I didn't know because I couldn't see because there was no light. We come to this passage today, and Jesus tells this crowd of people who gathers around him, he says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You see, he looked at these folks, and these were good religious folks. These were good church folks, right? These were the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the day, but... Jesus is about to tell them that their confusion, their despondency about who he was, there was a reason for it. It was that they did not know him, God, because they could not see God. Because it was he that would bring the light into the room. So we're going to take a look quickly this morning at, at three different things. Three different things that are bringing confusion into the light of the into the life of these folks. Three things that Jesus says, I have come to bring light to. The first is that these folks uh, did not know the Father that Jesus was talking about. They didn't know the Father that Jesus was talking about because they couldn't see him. In verse uh, 19, you can see as Jesus is engaging with them about he and his heavenly Father, they said, well, but who is your Father? Right, because their mind is just on the earthly realm. They're just thinking about who is your your uh, dad here on earth? Who is your earthly father? They didn't recognize the father that Jesus was speaking about. Yes, yes. And so they were deeply confused about this, uh, but they're, if they weren't confused, if they had understood what Jesus was said, they would have been deeply offended, right? Like I told you, these were church folks. These were the religious folks. These were the folks who called on the name of God each day in their prayers and as they read from his law. And yet, somehow, while they knew a lot of things about the Father, they didn't know the Father himself. They knew of his creation. But they had not quite understood his desire to bring healing to his creation, right? They knew his law, but they did not yet understand the wisdom that his law held for them in this life. They knew that he, his love of purity, his love of, of obedience, but they did not yet know or understand the love that he has for sinners. His ability to bring purity where there is darkness before and so they understood the Father. They understood things about the Father, but they could not see because they did not know. Jesus tells them in verse 19, if you knew me, then you would know my Father also. But they don't know the Father because they can't see the Son. The second thing we see that's bringing great confusion into the life of, of these saints, of these people, as they gather around 
Jesus is that they uh, understand their earthly life and they know that they have broken the law, but they don't know their need of the light. They don't know their need of the light. It tells us it's Jesus uh, speaks to them in verse 24. He said, I told you that you would die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. See, Jesus had just told them, he said, I'm going someplace and you can't come with me. He said, you can't come with me, but these, these folks, because they reigned in the darkness, because they had not yet received the light of Jesus, they heard that and they said, oh, so there's something wrong with you. They said, oh, is he, is he going to take his own life? Because surely there's no place that he can go that I can't go. Surely there's nothing inside me that would keep me from following or, or from finding him. Surely the problem is with Jesus and not with me. But Jesus says you cannot come because you cannot follow. Jesus says you cannot come because there is something in you. There's something in your life. There's something that has taken up residence inside you that will stop you from coming. Something that's so lethal that it will bring death into your life. Something that Jesus says is sin. Because Jesus knows something that they don't know. Jesus knows while they think of themselves as being not that bad. While they think of themselves as being 90% there, Jesus knows that just 10% brings death to the whole body. See, you and I, when we come to Jesus, oftentimes we resist the claim that Jesus tells us that we have death inside of us. That our life is, is brought upon death because all we know is the life of groping about in the darkness. All we know is the life of fumbling trying to find our glasses or trying to find our foothold. But Jesus comes to them and he says, if your body is filled with tumors... You need the light of that CAT scan, right, to show them. Yeah, you need yeah. something that comes into your life and it exposes the death that's reigning in you because what you don't know, you don't know it because you can't see it. But it can still kill you, can't it? It can still bring death into your life. And this is not a death that goes away with some chicken noodle soup. It's going to take more than some herbal tea to get rid of this. So these folks don't know their need because they can't see the Jesus who shows them the brokenness inside of them. And that leads us to the third thing. The third thing that these folks can't see is they declare in verse 25, they say, Who are you? Who are you? Who are you that is declaring these things to us? Who are you that claims that you can make known to us that which is hidden in darkness? Who are you, Jesus? And Jesus, he speaks to them and, and, and he says, I'm, I'm what I've been telling you all along. I am the light of the world. But then he tells us something else. And this is, this is important here. 
He tells them that, that you do not know who I am yet. Because in verse 28, he says, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, which he's talking about the cross, right? When you have lifted up the Son of Man, when you have put me onto a cross, it is then that you will know that I am he. It is once Jesus has been lifted up upon the cross that he bleeds and he die and he pays the price for our sins that we can see who we really are. It's when Jesus goes up on the cross and as he cries out his love and his forgiveness for us so we can tell and know who the Father really is. But don't miss this. Jesus is telling this to these folks long before he goes to the cross. So while they lived in their ignorance, Jesus goes to the cross. When they were ignorant and did not know the Father, Jesus goes to the cross to die for them. When they were ignorant of their need for forgiveness, before they even knew that they needed to be forgiven, Jesus goes to the cross for them. Before they knew who he was, Jesus would go to the cross for them. Because the light of Jesus could only be seen once he was there. And his love could not be denied. But he didn't just come to these folks who were ignorant. He came to folks who were trying to make do with the darkness. People who, who either they accepted the name of God because they thought it would puff them up a little bit. Or they had rejected God because he seemed to have nothing to do with their lives. Jesus came to folks who, who had only ever known darkness. And he came to those folks who were still trying to fix themselves through obedience or trying to fix themselves through disobedience, wandering about in the dark, maybe wallowing in the dark a little bit. And it was for those people, while they were still enemies of God, you got on the back of this bulletin, I couldn't have planned this perfect, this little comic strip. You, did you all see this on the back? Uh, it shows a little cross, uh, a little comic with uh, uh, the Jesus on the cross is in the background of it, and the and the one the character is saying to the other, "Well, if there is a God out there who, somewhere who loves me, I sure wish He would show it." <laughs> right? But God demonstrates His own love for us in this: that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us because some of us are still here this morning trying to clean up that coffee spill in the dark. Right? And you don't know all the crevices that it fell down. You don't know that it, it seeped and went down the crack between the counter and the refrigerator. Right? You don't know that it, it, it seeped into the, the back of the counter and that it's ruined the papers that were sitting there on the counter. You don't know it because you're in the dark. Yes, yes. But Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. So that morning, after I had a sore rump, I found my glasses. But I came with a sore rump and, and coffee on my sock because I stepped in the puddle, right? And it was finally at that point that I cried, Uncle. Right? And I went and I turned on the light because there was no way to clean up the mess without the light on. God invites us here and what Jesus is proclaiming to these people is not just that he can be the light that exposes 
brother, that he can be the light that heals. That while Jesus comes into their life, he doesn't just turn on the light to show them how needy they are. He doesn't come in to just show them how ignorant they are. He comes and he turns on the light so that they can see he's already cleaned up the mess for them. We have God. A God who can tell you more about you than you would ever dare know. The kinds of things that you would pretend to deny to your deathbed if you didn't know that that same God loved you enough to die for you. But we have a God who comes into what we don't know. Into the brokenness that we can't see. Because he is a God who is coming to bring light. We can worship and we can give thanks this morning to God because we have the light of the world. And we, we can receive and respond to him. Pray with me this morning. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that, that while we live in our darkness and while we try to clean up our own messes, we just make bigger messes of ourselves. But you have entered into this world to bring us freedom, to bring us truth, to bring us hope, in you. And so, God, I pray this morning that we would hear and know you to be the light of the world, the light who brings us uh, freedom from the chains of slavery in our sin and gives us freedom from the oppression of a dark world. Because you promise us that you are the light of the world and you are leading us to the light of life. Amen.
house is open. If there's one in the room on today and you don't know Jesus in the pardon of your sins, if you've never been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, offer Christ to you on today. My letter, Christian Experience, there's a candidate for baptism.
there in an upper room that had been prepared for them. They had celebrated the Passover meal. But then Jesus instituted a fourth course that we call the Lord's Supper or the Eucharist. Very Christ's quest, we like to call it Holy Communion. When he took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it in representation of his body. And likewise, he passed around the cup. Said, drink each of you, for it represents my blood that will be shed for the remission of sins. And as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, this we do in remembrance of him. For we remember that gruesome crucifixion. We remember that blessed resurrection. We remember when Christ said, the same way you see me departing, I will one day return and receive you unto myself. And in that spirit of remembrance, may we eat and may we drink.
gifts to you. And Lord, because we do it out of the, the fullness of thanks that you have given us because you have made a way. Lord, we pray that you would take and that you would bless these gifts to use them to grow your kingdom, to make your love and your light known to the darkest corners of this world. Father, we pray that your light would continue to shine upon us. Lord, that you would bless us in your power and your word. May the Lord bless us and keep us. Make his face shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon us and give his, give us his peace. Amen. Thank you. 